Yeah. Now I see a, an almost paradoxical, weirdly intertwined um, societal um, amalgamate out there, which is I have the feeling those most traumatized mm -hmm. and least aware are shaping the way our society works and functions. So a lot of the people that I see in positions of power, mm -hmm. so obviously I would say like some politicians pretty obviously or some other very powerful bankers or whatever, they seem like heavily traumatized, right? But they are not aware of it. Most likely, even if we tell them, well, you're traumatized, go do some therapy, do some integration, they would never perceive it. So what I would like to link our yeah, dialogue today, and I mm -hmm. don't have answers to all of that, is to link the individual healing piece mm -hmm. to the collective and societal piece. Because mm -hmm. one, of, one of the reasons why I'm embarking on this, let's say, journey with you today is that one of my big hopes for us as humanity as a collective is that when more and more individual people mm -hmm. work through their individual traumas then the likelihood of a new culture mm -hmm. and a new we space within a nation but also like globally I feel like can emerge, but I also have the feeling there's still a long way to go. So I'm not too sure, let's say, how political it is just because I do my individual therapy. Mm. And again, I don't have an answer to that. Well, I will say the answer to that in the shortest version of it, yes, that's exactly how it has to be. That's the only way. And everything's political, right? And everything is political in, in one or another degree. But let's let's dive a little bit in there. I would what we can see from people coming to us, if it's an individual person or a couple or more some, what makes them come are mostly a point they reach a point in their life where the coping mechanisms they unconsciously developed in their childhood or whenever their adverse experience happened or took place when they when they are not working anymore the, there is a price there's always a price for those kind of coping mechanisms and at some point in their lives mostly at the end of adolescence in the mid 20s early 30s they recognize that the way they try to solve this is not working anymore and then there is um the price gets higher and higher and the inner pressure gets gets too high at some point and then they they seek help because they feel that they can solve this within themselves by, by themselves and this is the point where they mostly show up and mm -hmm. in in the to put it in a bigger perspective what we recognized in in the last one and a half years is that a pandemic like COVID made a lot of these coping mechanisms that are also from our society very much pushed like working 80 hours a week mm -hmm. or consum 
consumption and all of these kind of things that you can use to numb yourself and not look at yourself and they had no really a price they were even promoted by our society and you were patted on the shoulder well you're so good at your job and all of these kind of things and they broke down a little bit in the last one and a half years and so many people had so much more time at their hand and they had to start thinking mm -hmm. and yeah that's what we saw as as one of the main things in the last one and a half years before before we dive into the healing uh, piece i want to pick on what you were saying on coping mechanisms and numbing could you elaborate like like let's say the broad variety of coping mechanisms and are there like healthier or unhealthier coping mechanisms and are there patterns in between let's say certain kind of traumas and certain coping mechanisms Wow, that's a very dense topic. I mean, I could talk about this forever, <laughs> but I think, okay, so let's give one example. Something that we see very often is a profound lack of self-worth, right? We live in a capitalist society here in Germany and capitalism teaches a certain work ethic, a certain, let's call it Puritan work ethic, right? Where you're worth what you produce, basically. And we see very often how harmful it is to have internalized capitalism to a degree where you really truly believe as a human being that your worth depends on what you do, not, not who you are, right? And then people cope with this by, they fill this void that they, this injury that their ego suffered very early on, right? They fill it with brands, like, I don't know, watches, cars, whatever, right? influencing on Instagram, whatever gets, whatever gets them instant feedback, recognition in society, whatever makes them feel like they're increasing their worth, right? And a lot of these people have stood still because of a lot of these coping mechanisms have just broken down. Somebody was forced to work from home. They had to work a lot less hours, right? They, they had to exit the hamster wheel. And then what happens? They were alone with themselves in their apartment for a very long period of time. So they started thinking they couldn't escape anymore. And then they show up for themselves for the first time, truly. And then we can start having exactly this conversation, you know? What are you worth? Who are you? Mm. And, and regarding your question about the coping mechanisms, What we see most of the times in people is that who, whatever shaped them, if it's parents or societal norms, at some point, and there comes back to the Freudian Über-Ich, you take these kind of influences from the outside and make them your own. You, you create an inner representation of them to be able to navigate within yourself what you think will happen on the outside and adjust it already and in that sense you work against your inner child the voices that told you you can't do x or y or z you integrate them into yourself and you talk to yourself like that and there are many varieties of that but this is a general 
grounding of a bad coping mechanism because it leads to you, you neglecting your own needs within yourself. And then to bring this to to connect this to the wider perspective, right, which is the collective, how does this influence the collective? Well, if there's so many people who carry this deep wound, right, then society, in a way, suffers the consequences because then they can be exploited, right? So a happy person will not be a follower. A happy person who see, who feels worthy is not going to blindly follow a regime, will think for themselves, right? So the more injured somebody is, the more dependent they are on outside influences, outside validation. So a lot of system, political systems aren't really interested in people being whole. And I, I like that political touch. Um... So I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe censored. Probably censored. We, we, we cut it out, you know, right after the live stream, <laughs> we, 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 we cut it out. <laughs>